Hello, welcome to Throwing a Light. My name is Brandy Walker and this is episode 92, You're the Woman Who's Having Her Engine Replaced. Okay, so um, we've had a couple of false starts. I had a washing machine that was ready for takeoff downstairs. I had a barking dog. I had a couple of things that I forgot to do before I started the video slash recording. But now here we are. And I'm I'm excited. I think this is going to be amazing. So... This episode, I am I'm going to be sharing on YouTube, so that is one of the most exciting things. I don't usually do that. I'm trying to get there, and I haven't done this like this before, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I have my handy dandy um, notes. To, no, oh, I have my handy dandy notes today. Um, Oh, and now the thing is going to start beeping. Okay. I turned off my laundry. I was going to change it over and then it was too loud and it doesn't make sense to have it going while I'm recording this. So I turned it off. Let's just check. Okay. All is well. Here we go. Um, yeah. Okay. So we'll do a couple of updates. And then we'll get in to the meat of the episode. And I don't know what I'll, I don't know what I'll keep in the video. I'm out of breath right now. Um, because I just ran up and down the stairs. <sighs> okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. So a couple of updates. Uh, I still don't have my website out. I'm hoping to have it out soon, but um, as you can kind of, as you'll learn in this episode, there are some pretty good reasons for that. I'm still working on it, and I hope to have it up soon. I'm not going to give us the exact time. Um, I think by the end of the year would be amazing. <laughs> Um, that seems like a long ways away, but it's not. And if I could get my website out <laughs> in 2021, that would be a huge win. So before that, you can still sign up to work with me. There are a couple of ways. So, um, I am now offering limited kind of availability because I'm now working a full-time job, which I'll get into later. Um, uh, first, not therapy. Um, and if you've listened to my previous um, podcast episodes, then you've heard me talk about not therapy. I won't go into details. It's my brand of coaching. It's not therapy, um, but it's it's it incorporates kind of – it goes wherever you need to go. It's very um, – tangible. I have one opening 
And I think that I'm raising the price very soon. So um, just a heads up on that. If you're interested, if you want to work with me in that way, holler. And then um, also offering gem sessions, which are my kind of Akashic Records reading. I have an Akashic Records reading, like a mini reading coming out probably on you, definitely on YouTube, maybe on my podcast. We'll see how it goes, but um, it'll be the same one. I just don't know if I'm going to record for both, but um, yeah, so that'll give you a taste of what that is going to look like. Very excited. I've been doing a lot with the Akashic Records lately, and I'm just, I'm enchanted at its magic, at its meaning, at the possibilities that we have for, I guess, um, receiving wisdom um, through through that modality. Um, just feels really powerful, really, really good. Um, and I will be. I think when I do, when I do that reading, and maybe I will put it on my, on yeah. I'll do it on both. Um, I will give a brief explanation of what the Akashic Records are if you're not familiar, because I think that's helpful and important. Um, Yeah, so also, free readings are back. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this happened unexpectedly, and I'm very excited. Um... But last Sunday, actually, because I, I guess it was in July or August, I was like, nope, I think I'm done doing free readings. Like, it's done. And then I, like, I mess, I, like, I've been talking about it on and off. I, you know, I messaged the, um, I messaged the wait list. I told everybody, like, not doing free readings anymore. And then, yeah, and then really through the Akashic Records, I felt compelled to bring it back and to bring it back in a very manageable way. So I am only doing one a day on weekdays. And and I think along with that on days when I'm too busy, like I'm not going to sweat it and I'll do what I can. I'm not going to backtrack myself. So Um, my plan is what I've been doing, what I did last week was, um, to write to the people in the morning, Hey, you've been chosen for a free reading. And, and then if assuming they get back to me by the afternoon, then to do the reading, um, that afternoon. Um, and I think that it'll be manageable. So even if you don't get the email right away. Like I'll like, there's no like cutoff. I mean, there's a little bit of a cutoff. Like if you don't message me for like a week, then I probably, you know, might not be able to do it, but that's the general idea. So we're going to keep going. I am going out of town this week. So, um, yeah, so, um, I'll do what the best I can and I'll let that be enough. And I, I know that you will too. And that is, that is the beauty. Okay, so this podcast, <laughs> this 
what is, go I'm just looking. Okay, what's going on with me? Um, so, um, on our way home, we, in July, we got to go, my family got to go visit my parents in Florida for the first time in almost two years. So because of the pandemic, I hadn't seen my parents at all. I was super emotional about it. Um, it was a beautiful, beautiful trip on the way back. I don't even, July seems like years ago. <laughs> on the way back, we were having some issues with the air conditioning and there's five of us in this SUV and it's not like a giant SUV. Um, but the three kids, um, one of whom is an adult, <laughs> were all in the back seat, and it was uncomfortable because it was July, and um, it was really hot. I don't know if you remember, the, the summer, especially on the East Coast, was super hot, and um, yeah, so it was it was a little bit rough, and we got, every time we got stuck in traffic, the air would turn off, and so it was like it was okay, but it wasn't completely not working, but it wasn't great. Um, and also around that time, um, things for us just financially were a little bit tight. So we were like, my husband and I were like, not going to deal with it right away. Just hope that, you know, um, it, it would be okay, <laughs> essentially. Um, and so in August, I turned 40, which was lovely. Um, and, and then a little less than, I guess a week after my birthday, um, I, 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 so a couple of, like a series of events had happened and, um, I'm trying to figure out how much I want just to like, because, like, some of the story is, like, ha like has uh, – it's conflict with another person, and I want to be mindful. Um, I think I'm going to be vague. <laughs> um, and, and it's not – it's not necessarily – yeah. So it, it's not – it's, it is, it's mutually beneficial to be vague, I think. Um, anyway, uh, I, in my work life, um, began having conflict with, and I had had conflict prior to, to August, but things kind of, like, one day things just came to a head and I wasn't expecting it and the person that I was having conflict with um was manipulative like emotionally and and so and sort of like that that martyr complex and so I am familiar with that particular archetype I've used it like I've been there I've I've like done it right so I was caught off guard but I wasn't I didn't necessarily feel manipulated but I also it became pretty clear pretty quickly 
that I wasn't going to be able to stay at my current position. And I was um, rocked by that because, like, I hadn't planned on going anywhere. (laughs) I was like, I mean, I had planned, my plan really was to go all in on on this work and to, like, give this my all. But things were financially, like, like coming to a head, like we were being squeezed a little bit. And then some stuff happened at work and I was like, oh, okay, I can't stay here. And I don't think I can afford to, um, to go, uh, full on into my dream yet. I don't think like I have those resources and maybe I could, but is that what I want to do at right at this point in my life? Like, is that going to be another kind of stress? that's just going to feel um, heavy and hard. And so I, in, in a meditation became like, I had this like heart moment where I realized as I'm like thinking about different things I should do and thinking, I think I'm going to go off on my own, but also I don't know if that's a good idea. And you know, all of the different options, it, it like, it struck me in my heart that my part of my soul wanted a salaried position and I'd never had a salaried position. Like, like I have had two salary positions in my life. Um, and both were, I was under the age of 25, I think for both of them and they weren't very high paying. (laughs) I think both of them probably less than 24,000, you know, Um, which may be a lot to you. Like for me, that was, was enough at that age and in that part of my life, it was definitely enough. But I, um, anyway, I didn't stay in those roles very long. And, um, yeah, so I had, when I graduated, uh, with my master's uh, as a therapist, I thought, I thought at first I would get a salaried position. I thought that that's what, um, would be, I was, I was kind of like, finally I'll be able to. And I, what I found out is that there's sort of two ways, um, to do therapy, um, to, well, I won't say that. So there's all kinds of jobs as a social worker, but the main way to get paid if you want to do therapy as a social worker, at least in my experience is fee for service. So you get paid per session. And I had worked two different jobs in two very different um, uh, agencies, companies. And, and, I, and it, was, it wasn't a good fit for me. Um, I, 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 it felt like quantity um, was greater than quality. And, and I just, it just didn't feel right. So anyway, um, I put some feelers out with friends from grad school. Hey guys, looking for jobs, thought I was going to go into another private practice, was pretty sure that I didn't want, I didn't know what I wanted, (laughs) but I, I didn't know, but I was like, I didn't think the option was there to have a salary position. It was just becoming clear that that's what I wanted. Um, 
my uh, an old friend who I barely kind of knew and I didn't take any classes with her. I just I knew her and she was like had struck me. We were in orientation together and she had struck me as like really friendly and really kind and she reached out and said that her company was hiring and I thought I don't want to work like just knowing what I knew about the company I was like I don't want to work there but I decided okay I'm just gonna like talk to her because um you know I wanted to be I I thought she was really kind and I wanted to be kind and um her telling me about the job and telling me it's a salary position working with um students um and the benefits were like incredible and so my frustration in as as a therapist in this field has always been not feeling supported like wanting to provide top notch service especially for my folks who are at like higher risk or or more vulnerable, but not feeling supported, not feeling like I had the resources myself and, and being worried about my own livelihood. So this was a a position in which I would be working with people that, you know, like vulnerable populations, but I would be really supported. And I was like, oh, I think, you know, I think this would be kind of perfect for me right now and I interviewed on September 1st I got an informal offer a couple of days later I put in my I I put in my notice um the following week um I had planned I actually put in like six weeks notice. And so I had planned to kind of do both for a while. Um, I found out that I, (laughs) that wasn't possible. So, um, by the 15th of the month, that was my last day at my old job. The 16th, I started my new job. By the end of the month, I had fully transitioned (laughs) and I mean, honestly, by, by halfway through the month, by like September, like I, like it happened so fast. It was like lightning speed. I was like, I, I think I need to go. And then it was like, oh, totally different life. Right. And, um, around the beginning of September, things kind of came to our head, to a head with our, um, with our ca- with our car, right? So it was just getting worse and worse and worse. And we're like, okay, we got to take it in. We got to do something. And um, so we did. And and they called. And oh, like we we did, we paid like crazy amounts of money to get like a, a rental car. We didn't know if it was going to be covered. We had like we needed a second car. Like now I have a job. My husband's working for the first time. Like he started his job in August. So like completely shift, like shifting. Right. And then, um, so for, I think three weeks, I think it was like all throughout the, the, the last three weeks of September, we were in this rental car 
And we were like cringing at how it was just like the, the, the amount was just going up and up and up. We found out. So the guy called us and he was like, um, so because they, part of it was they needed to see if it would be covered. We did have an extended warranty, but we didn't know. So he called us and he was like, so, um, yeah, so there's a leak and uh, coolant was seeping into our engine. So it would have to be completely replaced. And, and like, if we were going to pay out of pocket, it would be like eight to $9,000. And prior to that, I had manif- I had been like manifesting, like it's going to be free, um, or $500 or less. <laughs> um, if we had to pay anything. Yeah. So we finally got the word that our extended warranty was going to cover it, which is amazing. And uh, finally, the dealership where we've been having the car fixed had a vehicle that we could use while they finish getting our car in order. So at the end of September, I returned the rental car and then Ubered over to the car dealership. And when I walked in, I was like, hi, my name is Brandy Walker. And the guy was like, oh, yes, you're the woman who's having her engine replaced. And I was like, that's kind of fitting. That's kind of fitting. Um, so we still don't actually have our car back. Like, we've had the um, rental car now for several weeks and we don't know what's happening with our car. We just know that they're replacing the engine. Um, and my sense is, like that phrase just struck me. And my sense is like, we're kind of all having our engine replaced right now. Some of us in like real life, like we are legit going through crazy shifts where we're completely changing careers, completely changing schools, completely changing like our family dynamics, all of it, right? Homes, all of it. Um, and and it feels a little bit like the energy is picking up, um, and there the duality that is present in the world is becoming almost like, uh, I want to say like, it's so, I want to say like characterized or like cartoon-like. It's like becoming so pronounced that we almost, like it's almost like it's enabling us to see through the matrix, (laughs) through um, the the stuff that is not, um, that we've just constructed, right? So, like, in sociology, I learned that, like, everything is a social construct, essentially. Um, we all, we made it all up. We made up money. We made up gender. We, we just made all of it up. We made up marriage. And a lot of our systems aren't working anymore. And, um... And so we're having to shift. And and that doesn't mean, like, 
what's interesting about that is like I'm shifting for the first time in my 40 years into a salaried position, which is a very old paradigm way, right? And I, that's exactly what I need right now. So it doesn't mean like everything's crumbling. We're all going to like go buy a farm and like grow our own food. And maybe a lot of us will. I hope I do that someday. But um, you don't have to give everything up. I don't think that's, that's what is being created. I think what's being created is like integration, new ways of living, new ways of doing things. And the process of, of having our engines replaced takes time. And I don't know what that entails, but, um, but I think that we're all having our engine replaced right now. So on an energetic level, that could be uncomfortable for a while. And, and that's okay. That's, maybe that's good news. Maybe that's, maybe there's a way that we can enjoy this part of being in the chrysalis or, um, in a rental car, whatever. Um, I think that I feel very grateful for my past self and and my husband's past self for buying the extended warranty. (laughs) And so as we all have our collective engines replaced, I don't know how far I'm going to take this metaphor, Um, feeling grateful for the, the things that are supporting you in your current iteration and, and just like, really like expanding that feeling and allowing yourself to just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, thank God. Like this is, this sucks, but it would suck like a whole lot worse. Um, like we were, I was like, you know, catastrophizing and I was like, we wouldn't like our cars not paid off and like, we don't have $9,000 and you know, I mean, it would have been bad. Um, and thankfully, it's not that bad. Um, so, okay. So, there are four sort of um, themes that I feel like are going on here as we're having our engines replaced. And that's what I want to spend the rest of this podcast slash YouTube video talking about Um the first one is that things that we took for granted are gone or crumbling or kind of like melting <laughs> and and that's scary and that's it's valid to be like the like caught off guard and reminding ourselves like oh wait this is part of it this is part of any transformation like when we transform, yes, some of the old gets to come with us, but some of it doesn't. Some of it has to either like get <laughs> decluttered out or um, or break away or f- like um, or you know energetically, you know, just go up somewhere else. like some of it has to go. And 
allowing that process, making it okay for us to to be reborn um, and allowing yourself space to grieve, grieve, to grieve, to grieve what, what is, is going away. Um, I think sometimes that's people. Sometimes that is places that we loved and lived in. Um, and it's all okay. And it hurts. And acknowledging that. Um, the second theme, and I've talked about this before, um, I got this idea from Rob Bell, the, um, thing behind the thing, like sometimes we need to zoom way out to find our Zen, to find our center, to find like a way that it makes sense. We often, um, we can get so frustrated at what's going on, but we miss that like when we pull back a bit, it's, we realize it's working in our, in our favor. Um, for instance, and this is kind of a random, um, uh, story or analogy. I don't know if it's an analogy. Um, I, I try to order some food today. So I'm one of my, one of my lessons right now, one of the things I'm learning is patience is, um, what's coming up in meditation is to have, um, compassion for myself and others in really big and radical ways. My family, my like the outside world, everything. And that is easy. I think when I'm in front of a camera, it gets harder just in real life. Um, and I, I ordered food. I ordered, um, I tried to order like a vegan um, bar at this uh, coffee shop today. And Micah was with me and she was hungry. And, you know, so we waited. He asked if I wanted it warmed up. And I was like, that would be amazing. And, and then it took like a long time, which was totally fine. But when it came, it was not the right thing. And I was a little bit annoyed because like, maybe I said the wrong thing, but it was the only vegan thing there. So it's a small pet peeve of mine that like, you wouldn't know that that's what I'm talking about. So I went and there was another person at the front and I was like, Hey, um, I might've said the wrong thing. You know, this was blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh yeah, it's called a crumb bar. <laughs> and I was like frustrated because first of all, the part that said whatever, if it said crumb bar, it was covered. So I wouldn't have been able to read it. Um, and then second again, uh, because like I said, it was the only vegan thing in, in the store. Um, and I just, and it, our exchange was like, I was, I would like, she, I think I felt like she was like annoyed and I was annoyed and I walked away from that exchange, like feeling kind of defeated. And, and I, I didn't want, I was frustrated because I didn't want to feel that way. Um, I was frustrated because I felt like she didn't understand where I was coming from. And it was such like a small thing. 
and it didn't matter at all, but it like, it bothered me. And then I realized, oh, wait, like I'm learning patience and I'm learning radical compassion for myself and others. And so like, this is a really good opportunity to practice all of that. And so I try to do that. And it starts with having compassion for myself. It starts with like, oh, because like where, where I go is like shame. Like, oh, I shouldn't have like, like was I rude or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you allow yourself to be where you're at, allow yourself to be human and make mistakes and then forgive yourself. If you can apologize to anyone you've harmed, great. And if you can't, that's okay too. Um, and the third one, and this is like, this is something that I am also learning and it kind of hurts. But what if it's not anyone else's fault? Like, I love to blame someone because I really want, like, what part of, like, my thing is... I think all of us, we want to be right. We want to be good. We have survived. Amanda Flaker talks about how we've survived by being right and good. And that's not, that's not how it works when we shift into the new paradigm or a new way of being or 5D or new earth or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's not about being right and good. Um, it's about being whole. It's about integration. And in order to get there, we have to stop blaming other people. And that is rough. (laughs) Like, I would like to blame some people (laughs) because... because because what feel what it feels like is true is if it's not their fault then it's mine and maybe it is and and Gary V talks about radical like ownership radical accountability there's real power in in that right there's so much power in in t- like owning it without shame without guilt and just being like yep if I had showed up differently in that situation, it could have been different. Or I manifested all of it and so I did it for a reason. Or I can make something else. Like that's brilliant. That's beautiful. And if we can all take that kind of radical accountability, then that kind of changes the game because I can't fix someone else's problem but I can fix mine and I can show up differently in my life. And it's just, I think it takes practice. I think that we've been taught to blame other people because it's easier and safer and it's how we've survived. And what if we don't need it to survive? What if we don't need to villainize anyone else? What if? And the last thing, this time, as we shift, as the energy picks up, as we go through all of it, we are 
in the midst of um, new beginnings, which for me feels like steep learning curves. Um, This job, I've been there a month now, and it feels like I'm finally starting to kind of get my bearings a little bit. But, um, but in the beginning I was describing it as a learning curve and I'm like way at the, (laughs) all the way over here at the beginning. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. It's all a blank slate and that's brilliant. So having that beginner's mindset as we venture in, um, I think is going to help us. I think is going to feel, um, it's like we're starting like we're all starting grad school and grad school is like, that's a time when you're going to emotionally break down. <laughs> um, and it's, and it's brilliant and we, uh, we get through it and, um, we get through it together. So I hope that makes sense. That was kind of, um, I, d- I don't know. I mean, I felt like I would talk more on each piece, but maybe I talked plenty. Um, yeah, so this feels actually like a good place to end, and I don't want I don't want the video to be too long. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it helped um, reframe some of the things that you're going through, especially if you're having your engine replaced. And I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for being here. If you like this video, (laughs) please uh, like it. And I would love for you to subscribe. And we can go on this journey together. And if you like this podcast, I would very much appreciate if you were able to leave a review on if your podcast app has a review. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much for being your awesome self. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. If you resonated with this episode, please um, leave a review. Uh, Would very much appreciate it. And um, you can also share it like in your Instagram stories if that's your jam. And um, and then I and then tag me in it. Um, Thank you again. I really appreciate you.